0: Hollow, Episode 19, The Mine. This is what I've been ignoring all along. This whole time, something was missing. A quivering leaf, a creaking branch, the ocean of movement bristling under our feet, roots stretching into webs and pulsing with the language of gods. We feel each shift in our fragile bodies, our lungs breathe sunlight, We are two parts of the same spirit. Time moves slowly. We feel the decay of fall creeping into the leaves, enticing them to give up summer. Give up. Give up. Lacey? You're right the fuck on time. Need a ride? We hustle up the road, our shoes filled with sand. (laughs) Damn, Trent, your truck reeks. It's not that bad, it's just engine musk. What'd you do to gum it up this time? Nothing, it just doesn't handle hills well. Cause it's held together with rubber bands. We throw our things in the back. Anna looks back toward the creek, clutching the book of plant spirits. Her fingers are green and dirty. She's shaky and washed out. Hey, I hold my hand out for the book. Our heartbeats are in sync. But when we slow our breathing, the leaves and growth come to a halt. Trent hasn't really noticed yet. He's too preoccupied with the radio. But when Anna turns to me, her eyes are glassy and almost black. Green veins meet the corners of her mouth. I know it's hard to hide, but keep breathing. The book is meant to help us, right? She doesn't nod or anything but stiffens with resolve and pops the back door open to climb inside. I swing around to the passenger seat, banging on the hood. Yeah, there's actually somewhere we need to go. Um, hey, I'm Trent. Hi, I'm Anna. Hand me my bag. Are you guys... are you okay? We're fine, just a little dirty is all. What were you guys doing up here? We were looking for the missing girl from Camp Claire... And then a dark creature came but we met with some spirits to help us on the other side of the veil and they told us to track down some important plants that we need and uh put them in the book and then we we found found out 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 where the same is complicated and we need to get back to the crossroads to find her so camping i'm flipping through the book the librarian gave me in the garden the new one i can't hide my hands at this point he's bound to notice but I'm turning through the pages as the truck moves and trying to make sense of the blur of letters. What did the librarian give this to me for? When he gets a better glance at me, he jumps in shock. He tries not to recoil and keeps the wheel steady. Lisey, do we need to go to the hospital? My chest feels tight and the roots are given a subtle warning. It's coming. Look, I'm turning around. No, keep going up. He feels the urgency now. Lacey, we need to... She gestures to her head. Then she points to the window, like the option to use our reflection. The problem is we can't send ourselves away from here if we don't know where exactly to go. We could envision the meadow, the last place the crossroads appeared to us. But I have a feeling it's a little more complicated than that. I turn to her in the back seat. We're going to draw this thing out. She clutches the split leather seat. I don't think that's a good idea. Lacey, we can't make rush decisions. I don't think we have a choice. It's hard for me to read this. Is that from the librarian? Yeah. Legends of Pompeii. Oh my god, I'm like obsessed with Pompeii. Really? Anna takes the book and flips through. I don't know what we're supposed to look for in here. The pavement ends and the road continues into dirt and old gravel. Her face scrunches, trying to speed read in the bumpy back seat. Okay, think. What does Pompeii have to do with the crossroads? I close my eyes, feeling a little nauseous. And images of the volcano come to mind. I don't know. impending doom? The square thing. I-, I forgot what it's called. It's like an old people superstition. I look between Anna and Trent. Oh my god. Rotos, um, opera. How does it go? We used it at the railway. Anna searches quickly. Yeah, it was written at the cabin. Here, here's a, a picture. Sator, Arepo, Tenet, Opera, Rotos. A five-by-five five grid of acrostic Latin palindrums. What the hell does that mean? Sator means sower or planter arepo is likely a name perhaps a a farmer tenet is to hold and opera is to work or care finally rotas means wheels this ancient puzzle has been translated in numerous ways the most commonly cited as the sower arepo works or holds the wheels with care if read in a zigzag pattern with the middle word repeating it can be translated to As As you sow, sow, so shall shall you you reap. reap. Okay, that's the plant connection. But why was it written by the wood stove? I don't get that. Trent, you said there was superstition involved. That's why it was written on Granny's things. If it's an old Appalachian thing anyway. Yeah, it's like folk magic. The symbol was later adopted as a magical cure for ailments and often appeared in medieval medical textbooks. As new meanings and folk practices developed, it was inscribed on the walls of buildings, notably wooden walls or stone hearths, to protect them from the threat of fires, with evidence dating back as far as the 12th century Europe. The sky darkens and Trent picks up speed. You want to tell me what's really going on? We did. You want to tell me what you were doing driving around the abandoned part of town? I'm delivering sandbags. We're supposed to get a lot of rain later. The clouds are rolling fast. This thing is on our tail. Anna and I peer out the back window to the road behind us. The branches pull downhill, as if the dark vapor is inhaling the woods with a sickly rasp. The sound of the wind rips away, but our hair is still fiercely blowing with the open windows. Hey, does this road go around that side of the mountain? There's an intersection that should get us back to camp. I mean, it's been a while since I've been up here, but yeah, I think so. Good, go faster. Lacey, I'm not gonna Mad Max around these fucking corners. Go! We peel around the mountain road as fast as he can manage without flipping the truck. We grip the doors on the turns. He's trying to check the mirrors, but he can't at the speed. He just sees the sky closing in with heavy clouds and blue-gray ash. What's behind us? Death. Death! We drive around the corners, up a couple slopes. The darkness behind us is creeping along the ridge, sucking the life from the trees. When I can catch a glimpse of the valley, this thing has swept along most of the woods searching for us. The leaves are deep orange and red. Some branches are completely bare. The leaves swirl into a terrifying, directionless wind that pushes them down the mountain. It's close, but it hasn't found us yet. We're flying up an unfamiliar ridge. I have to trust that this road takes us where we need to go, but if we hit another switchback, we'll be driving toward the darkness, sweeping the slopes. So far, it's taking us north. And I'm desperately hoping the next bend takes us down, toward the next town or an intersection. No, no, not now. God damn it. The engine sputters. Smoke slips into the open windows. I can't tell if it's season up because of what's chasing us or if it's just a shit truck. We can't be stuck here, not now. Trent climbs out and rips the hood open. Meanwhile, I turn to Anna. I have an idea. I ask for the book of plants with my hand. Trent is fussing with the engine. If we can pull this off, we can get to the crossroads and be more prepared than we've ever been. The book creaks open. I'm feverishly flipping pages. Where's the mint? We've practiced collecting stuff, but I don't exactly have a sense of recall. I find a page. It reminds me of the feeling I had at my mom's house. I was sick to my stomach. But there was a glimmer of something else. When I pull my phone out of the bowl of rice, with my hand over the pages of the book, I recall that moment from my heart. Triumph. Relief. The realization that at least one thing can go right. Glimmers of green swell to the surface of the page. The mint pulls forward and emerges from the book. The fragrance overpowers the truck, masking the B.O. and motor oil. The roots writhe upward, smelling the air. Holy shit, what the hell? The roots find the console. He slams the hood closed and dashes to the door, but Anna is already out and swiftly throws herself into the driver's seat. The roots wrap around the stick and the dangling keys. She places her hand on the book with me and calls the mint forward. With both of us summoning the spirits, the energy of the plants rushes to the surface. The branches in our lungs, expanding our chest, feel electric. The roots in my foot twist in recognition. Suddenly, the men overtakes the interior, surging like an overgrown jungle and bursting through the windshield. Forcing its way under the hood, it pushes tendrils through every space it can find. I think of anything I can to encourage it. I think of the car running. I think of the midwife's hands in the soil. I think of the signalman placing the flame in my palm. It can work this time. I know it can. <laughs> it's time to move. It's flipping the stations. Turn it off! I slam the button with my palm, but it's no use. I think it's finally found us. Get in! We gotta go! Trent piles into the back, and the truck lurches forward. Anna grabs the wheel and tries to control the truck. She hits the brakes and steady his immense energy with some resistance so we don't fly off the fucking cliff ahead. We whip past branches along the edges of the road. There's no way we can escape in the truck, but we can't continue randomly transporting ourselves around Moss Hollow either. Looking through the back window, something malevolent is twisting the trees and ripping the leaves away at the bottom of the hill. Trent is panicking in the backseat. The crows are crying a warning, swarming out of the woods going north. The truck is screaming up the hill, the mint pushing as hard as it can. Trent, where's the mine? I don't know. Close? As we clear past the heavier branches and pull the mint bag from the windshield, I'll recognize this. Stop! Stop the car! Anna slams on the brakes, fighting with the mint to bring the <laughs> truck to a stop. I leap out of the truck and scramble to grab our things. Come on! Lacey, what are you doing? Look! I point to the old sign. We want your family to work safely. We're gonna draw it in. Maybe she still doesn't see it. The entrance is overgrown with a jungle of tall, spiky nettle. Tree roots wrap around the old wooden frames, holding the path to the mine open like it was a sacred threshold. Soundless wind circles our hair, drawing us forward. Anna, we can't outrun it. I throw her the bag as I wrap the quilt around the book in my arms. Lacey, um, remember when I said you were like really smart and that was sort of a, a part of my confession of love to you actually? Um, I gotta say, I don't really know what's going on, but like, okay, spit it out. This isn't like a good decision that you would usually make. He's saying it's a bad idea. We have to do this together. This time, Anna doesn't hesitate. She launches herself fully out of the car, slamming the door behind her. Sorry about your truck, Trent. Hey, hey, don't go in there, it's dangerous. Trent, take the truck down the mountain, go. Lisey, don't be stupid, it's dangerous up here. Get back in, we gotta keep moving. Under my breath, I ask the Mint to take him to safety. The roots push away from the road and the hood glows. Lisey, the truck speeds away and Anna and I rush to the mine's entrance. Freezing air meets our faces. I unfurl the quilt and drape it across the grass and glow in moss. What are you doing? Okay, if you were a haint, or an evil specter of death, what would entice you to come in? Um, us, I guess. She looks at me in a moment of realization. We're the bait... The plants sway inward, and the nettle bristles with energy. It knew to be growing here, like it was waiting on us. Bracing myself, I pull the nettle from the bottom. It glows and sings in agreement. My hand stings, but there's something new in my chest and the steadiness in my breath. Its roots find an entry to my skin. Bleed in thick, wet green. It's burying into me, but I'm not in pain. I was intending to put it in the book, but it seems we need it with us this way. I feel faint, but I have to keep going. Anna holds me by the shoulders. Lacey, it's okay. It's gonna help us. It's almost here. We both launch ourselves into the darkness, the nettle guiding the way. The glow illuminates the mine. The water trickles into a stream, and small waterfalls drip through cracks and tree roots over old orange stain. We follow the metal chains and worn tracks into the mountain. I know if we draw it in, there's a chance this place could crumble. But I'm praying that if it's held up this long, it can hold up a little bit longer. I feel the spikes and the nettles stiffen. The tunnel narrows, and we hurry down the tracks with heads hunched down. Where are we gonna hide? Fuck! If I miscalculated this, I've led us to our deaths. Moss Hollow is written and performed by Melinda Beck. Original music by Kendall Winter. Mountain Foley by Melody Parrish. Thanks again for listening this week. And I wanted to mention that the schedule moving forward is going to change a little bit. So um, instead of having a weekly release, I've decided that I want to spend a little bit more time on each episode because we're approaching the finale and it seems like there will be perhaps two maybe two episodes left in the meantime uh i'm still aiming for the end of january early february timeline and that way you won't have to wait much longer and yeah i'd rather it be right than rushed so until then thanks for listening and i will release a new one shortly